For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson with another readout video from our Wednesday Wake Up newsletter, which starts this week with a new study about where climate change will supposedly cause malaria to strike in Africa. A study that is so useless, it's interesting. How useless? Well, for instance, it doesn't take into account stuff like dams and irrigation, although mosquitoes famously love standing water at breeding time. Also, because it says that malaria goes with heat, even though the worst outbreak in the 20th century, possibly ever, was in the Soviet Union, including Siberia. But most particularly it's useless because, wait for it, yes, it's based on that blasted RCP 8.5 busted emission scenario, where coal use increases fivefold globally because countries become so rich they ignore the environment, which collapses, taking their economy with it as it expands. If they must base their scares on wildly implausible premises, can't they at least get a new one? No, no they cannot. Thus we summon the shade of Bobby Boris Pickett to critique the one-hit climate wonder, the Greenland Melt, which is meant to do us all in yet again. Michael Mann was working in the lab late one night when his eyes beheld an eerie sight. Two years ago the Greenland ice was melting so fast, quote, the human eye would have been able to see the rise in global sea level, end quote. They did the melt. They did the Greenland melt again. And speaking of scary, as we warned last week, the Trudeau administration's decision to drop the green recovery from the 2020 Canadian throne speech didn't mean they were thinking differently, just talking differently. And sure enough, now, they're trying to turn the Canada Infrastructure Bank into some kind of green machine that's going to spew out $10 billion that won't just save the economy, it'll turn it all environmental. Now, this infrastructure bank has existed for three years, and so far it's apparently done nothing except spend money on bureaucracy. But this time for sure, 60,000 jobs in infrastructure and clean technology that will, quote, get people back on the job and grow the economy while building a safe, sustainable future for everyone, end quote, in the process of which it will, quote, take one taxpayer dollar and turn that into double or triple, end quote. Wow, manna from heaven. And after lunch, world peace, or maybe just on the mid-morning coffee break. See, apparently governing is easy when you mean well. There are no trade-offs and everyone wins. Everyone. Uh, well, except some dumb bird or another. Because as Pierre Gosselin notes, in the real world of trade-offs, Many European countries cut down a bunch of trees as carbon-neutral fuel without realizing they were destroying habitats. Oops. In the newsletter, we also wrote an odd piece with a hat tip to Judith Curry by The Ethical Skeptic, saying that some of the unexplained patterns of warming that we're seeing could be explained by complex processes whereby heat from the Earth's famously hot interior is reaching the surface. And we're not saying that it does, but we are saying climate is complicated and scientific hypotheses need to be explored, not simply cheered or booed depending on their utility in convicting CO2 of crimes against humanity. In which spirit, we also highlight a piece by Vijay Jayaraj, roasting CNN for calling COVID-19, quote, a golden opportunity to fix the climate crisis, that then proceeds to get just about everything wrong, including, he points out, that it claims India is facing a climate-driven famine when actually it's facing record crop output. Also, the CNN piece thinks that the poorer you are, the more you can afford to worry about the environment. As we said, it's wrong about just about everything. 
unlike a paper about historical temperatures in Ireland that's really interesting because it found nothing. Now, nothing sounds dull until you realize that according to the usual hysteria, it should have found relentlessly rising temperatures. Instead, by looking at actual newspapers, handwritten records, weather publications and things like that from Ireland, instead of just imagining the Emerald Isle inside a computer, the researchers found, based on nearly a million temperature records going back to 1831, that there have been fluctuations but no trend in daytime maximum temperatures. My goodness, where did that massive temperature increase since the late 19th century go? Maybe it emigrated. Also in the newsletter, from our collaboration with CO2Science.org, we have a couple of studies saying, of all things, that trees like warmth and CO2. What? What happened to Al Gore's climate hike through the book of Revelation? Maybe it emigrated to another planet. As always, if you like our stuff, subscribe, share, and support it. For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson.